quite familiar. It's your boy back again with another one. Episode 2 of The Way In. Welcome, welcome. Young and old, men and women, children of all ages. Welcome to The Way In, Episode 2. We're doing the UFC 264 Fallout. Let me be honest with you guys, yeah? I always try and do this in one take, you know? Like Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the kind of energy I try and conjure up to do this right but um i don't know today i've been saying some goofy goofy things bro so this is like my third take i had to go have lunch um and i've got all my chains on right now um i'm shirtless so i'm trying to make myself feel good is what i'm trying to say like i I feel i feel i want to make myself feel good so i got like three chains on you know so I'm chilling right now, and uh, we're going to talk about the fallout, man. But welcome back to The Way In. I'm your host, your boy, Kuda. Um, funny, funny thing, right? Yeah, Some of you asked me why I call myself the tree branch, and um, there's no reason. It was just a name that was given to me back, back in the day when I used to run the streets, so... Uh, yeah, that's a terrible joke. I don't know where I was going with it. See what I mean when I say that I am just dropping stinking lines today, bro. Just terrible lines. But um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna restart. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it going, man. We're just gonna keep it going. Uh, if I say anything dumb or if I drop another stinker, just bear with me. Uh, you can laugh at me. It's calm, man. It's really calm. But let's let's get into it, man. UFC 264, the Fallout. What a fight card it was. Um, what a fight card it was it was super entertaining um, super entertaining lots of finishes lots of controversy lots of good ass fights that's what we want to see we want to see some good fights uh, so the results uh, Dustin Poirier he won by Dr. Stoppage uh, against Conor McGregor in the main event um, he's going on to fight for the title well done to him uh, Gilbert Burns grinded out a decision 29-28 on all three judges scorecards so it was a close fight so he won two out of the three rounds so very close fight uh, Tai Tuivasa got the first round KO very exciting heavyweight fight I told you guys these guys are big punches and uh, a finish was coming so uh, you know I knew I knew I knew they they weren't going to be able to stand in front of each other for much longer uh, but it was very quick a lot quicker than I thought it would be Sugar Sean O'Malley gets a third round TKO of a very tough, very game Chris Martino. Uh, but O'Malley put on a masterful performance. Max Griffin and Michelle Pereira squeeze through to decision victories. Very entertaining fights. It was very close fights, uh, but they managed to get the dubs. Ilya Topuria, that that man, let me tell you, that Georgian man. Him and Giga Chikaze, listen, those guys are for the future. Those guys are fighters that you need to pay close attention to. Uh, but geez, what a fight. Like he 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 put it on Ryan Hall, man. Vicious first round KO. And our very own Drickers Duplessis came with a second round knockout. Uh, shout out to my man Drickers, man. He's the first South African to win two fights in the UFC. He's on a two-fight win streak in the UFC. Um, very happy for him, man. Very happy for him. Uh, let's move on. So after after every press conference, after every fight, Dana White will sort of the Dana White. He's he's the president of the UFC. He'll come and he'll tell us how well the pay per view is done, and then he'll tell us who gets bonuses. So I realize that I haven't really explained what a pay per view is. Um, I'll get onto like the format of the UFC stuff 
on how they work, how the cards work, how you know each fight is booked, and all that kind of stuff. The, like the operational stuff. I'll get onto that in another episode. But the long and the short of it is this: this card did about one point seven to one point eight million buys. Um, that's an estimate. So if that's true, this card stands at the second highest, I think, the second or third highest pay per view in UFC history. That just solidifies Connor as the pay per view king because I mean he's um, I think he's got eight out of the nine now. Eight out of the nine um, pay-per-views, uh, top top pay-per-views of the top ten pay-per-views. What what did I say? Eight of the nine. Eight out of ten. Out of eight out of the top ten pay-per-views. You see, I'm dropping stinkers today, bro. I, I don't know what is going on. Um, yeah, maybe it's because I'm single. So it's been a, it's been a tough one. It's been lonely. Damn. TMI. Anyway, uh, let's move on to performances. Yeah, performance bonuses. So. The performance bonuses. If let's say let's say I g- make it to the UFC um, and I fight in my first fight uh, and I, I get a knockout and it's the best knockout of the night, I, I get a, a performance bonus on top of my win bonus and my show money bonus. So you get you you get money for showing up and weighing in and getting into the octagon. You get money for winning and then you get money for you know being that guy. If you're that guy or that girl. You get extra money. So uh, there were five uh, performance bonuses that were awarded. Tai Tuivasa and Drikas Duplessis got performance bonuses for their knockouts. So they took home $75,000. Aldana as well, Irene Aldana. I didn't really preview this fight because I wasn't too excited about it. Um, I hadn't watched a lot of Irene Aldana. I hadn't watched a lot of um, Kunitskaya. But geez, I re- like they call Irene Aldana, I think they call her the queen of violence. And now I know why, man. She is a savage. That left hook counter dropped uh, Kunitskaya after she, I mean, she jabbed the hell out of her face, covered Kunitskaya's face in blood. Um, and she just lay on her and she just wailed on her heavy ground and pound to finish the fight. So, you know, Kunitskaya just, you know, shelled up and she she just, she sort of quit in there because, I mean, it was just, it was a bit too heavy. It was a bit too much for, well done to Irene Aldana. I think she's going to, she's going to get to the title soon. She's going to get a title shot soon. So excited to see where she goes. Um, definitely going to follow her more closely. Um so Arena Dana got another $75,000. And then the fight of the night was Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Chris Martino. I don't really agree with Dana's decision to make this fight of the night. I hear his um, reasoning. Didn't really agree with it, but we'll get onto that later. Um, so Sugar Sean and Chris Martino both won $75,000. Um, normally the, the, the performance of the night, uh, the performance bonuses are $50,000, but for special events, they make it, they, Give you an extra 15k. Uh, so Drickers Duplessis taking home 75k, man. He's um yeah, man, he he really he really came out, showed out, represented South Africa, did us proud. Uh, he's a beast, man. So, you know, shout out to him. He did, he fully deserves all the praise. That's 75,000. It's gonna I don't know what he's gonna spend it on. Maybe like cockies or something. I don't know. He's Afrikaans, so I, I assume he's gonna buy like a fresh new set of like Louis V cockies. You know what I mean? Um, I would if I were him. So shout out to Drickus. Um, but he had the weigh-in. I'm going to do my own little, uh, my own post-fight awards, uh, post-card awards. Um, so I, this is this is like an exhaustive list of all the awards that can possibly be given. Um, just as a, like a starter, I'm not going to give like like for example, I'm not I'm just gonna, I'm not going to give a, 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 an award. Um, 
every every award every time because i mean that's not realistic um and uh th like for example there was no submission there was there was only one submission on the night and it was it was like an okay submission it was on the early prelims and uh, i never watched the early prelims don't really need to watch the early prelims um it doesn't show a dstv anyway uh, so it doesn't really matter um so you know uh, there's a there's going to be an award called a tap snap or nap award um for like the best submission of the night and you know, we didn't really see that. So that that's just one of those awards that just can't be given. So um, Drickus Duplessis, he gets my knockout of the night. Uh, he gets the Mike Tyson award. Uh, geez, man, that right hand. I saw a tweet that was saying that, uh, that right hand <laughs> was perfected. <laughs> was perfected in Hatfield Square. Uh, I, I, I believe that. Drickus probably was at like Tiger Tiger with the boys, you know, on the crawl and uh, definitely perfected that right hand, landed clean on the jaw. Um, I got a question. Someone asked me, you know, like they watched the knockout and they're like, that looked like a regular punch. And um, one thing about the brain, the brain is strange, man. Uh, you know, Conor McGregor says precision beats power and timing beats speed, meaning that like it's just how hard he hit him will contribute but the placement of that punch was so good got him square on the chin as um as um got him square on the chin as um giles was uh moving backwards and you know knocked him out so well done to drinkers duplicy um the fight of the night for me the barn burner um of the night was price versus Pereira. what a fight that was man um Pereira was doing backflips into backflips into full mount on the ground and all that and but like i said his his style the way he fights is costly because in that last round he struggled he he had to survive nico price was putting it on him with pressure with big shots um yeah i i think that should have won fight of the night it had everything it had the technical stuff it was an all-out war um even nico price nico price after the fight you know he was nodding with Perez. said we got seventy-five thousand, bro that's seventy-five thousand. so i think they were robbed a bit uh dana white gave it to sugar sean o'malley and chris martino because you know sugar sean o'malley put it on this kid um absolutely battered this kid but this kid kept moving forward martino kept moving forward um you know my pre-fight analysis was that he should embrace the dog. He should make this a, a dogged fight. And, you know, he achieved his, his goal. Moutinho came out and said, I'm, I want to get the fight of the night bonus. He got the fight of the night bonus. That's 75,000. Great um, debut in the UFC. Um, I think he's a fighter for the future because he looked really good. He's really tough. Decent enough boxing. Decent enough kicks in there. He showed, he showed some skill. Um, he was knocked down and he came back. He recovered. Uh, he's an animal. He's a zombie, man. He he walked through shots. People weren't very happy with the with the with the stoppage. People were saying, um, you know, uh, Herb Dean sort of stopped the fight after Sugar Sean um, landed a few punches in the third round. So, you know, there were, with thirty seconds left, but I I I think the fight could have could have stopped earlier. Um, it wasn't competitive. It was just very entertaining. Um, it wasn't competitive. We we're just seeing a kid getting his ass whooped quite frankly, but he is a tough guy. And this is not the last we'll see of him. We'll definitely see of him, more of him. Sugar Sean has to get the Flawless Victory Award. I mean, this his victory was, was, was scary. He was putting up scary numbers. I think he landed over 200 significant strikes and he was landing at like 80%. So like normally people landed around below 50%. They'll land at like f between 40 and 
40, 55 percent is, you know, if you're pushing above 50, that's very good. Um, so, you know, this guy was, you know, 80 percent clip. He was landing everything and he hits like a truck. I mean, his KOs, they always go viral. So it was it was very interesting to see how Chris could with withstand all that power. And, you know, um, because Sugar Sean was landing clean punches. I, I, and I like Sugar Sean. He was, you know, he was dribbling. He was like motioning and he was dribbling. He was dribbling and trying to land the shot. So he was, he was definitely going for that viral KO. So I really liked that for him. Um, really like that. I, I really liked like he tried to, um, you know, entertain us while trying to get that knockout, but he got, he got the TKO, but it wasn't the viral, um, knockout that we're accustomed to because Chris Martini was just way too tough. Um, the prom queen and, ki- uh, queen and king. This goes to the male and female fighter who just come off best on the line, right? Who come off with, um, come off best, probably have the most hype around them. Uh, we have to give it to Dustin Poirier. He's prom king. Um, he, you know, he won the main event. He's going on to fight the, for the title. Um, obviously earned big money. Um, he's a super draw now. Um, so, you know, that title fight is going to earn a lot of money too. Probably going to be included with um, on the pay-per-view points side. Um, and I think he's the best lightweight in the world. I think he's the best at the, in the world. I think he's going to win the title. And I think we're going to see that, uh, we're going to see Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 4. Um, but we'll talk about that later. And prom queen, Irene Aldana. I spoke about the queen of violence a little earlier. Like I said, I think she's, she's, she's a shoe in for the title very soon. She's going to get a shot. Uh, we're just going to see how the division, uh, clears up. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then Ryan Hall, tomato can, bro. I picked Ryan Hall to win by submission and he was going for submissions, but geez, um, the strategy he picked, I was very, very confused, man. He was going for these outside trip, um, uh, Imanari roll takedown things. And, you know, he landed a few spinning techniques. Um, you know, his, his, his tactic to try and get to the ground and Imanari roll ended up in the knockout. So, um, that there really just, you know, like, what are you doing, bro? Very, very bad game plan. And he was he was talking up a big game saying he wanted to prove that, you know, ring rust is not a real thing. Ring rust is simply like when you have a very long layoff, um, when you go in and fight again, you're not quite the same guy. You're not quite the same guy. I'm a big believer in ring rust in the sense that um, the more you fight, the more fights you get in, the the the... The quicker your mind reacts, the more comfortable you are in there. So, um, I think he, he he set out to prove Ringo's didn't exist. I think he just proved that it does. I mean, he had a two year layoff, um, but yeah, the tomato can um, just disappointing performance from him. And then the ER award for the most gruesome injuries. Um, two, I mean, there were two people who win this. Conor McGregor. I mean, he snapped his tibia. Um, that's like I think it's like one of the bones in your leg. Um, snapped his tibia and Jessica I, um, you know, Jessica. So they call, they call her Jessica evil. Eye, but, um, we're, we're changing her name. Her name is Jessica third. Eye. um, just go and just search Jessica. I, um, USC 264. That cut on her forehead was nasty, a nasty, nasty cut. It, it, it looked like a third eye. She had a third eye. She's a chakra hun, um, for all intents and purposes now. So her third eye was opened quite literally uh, it was very bloody very gruesome but she fought to the end she was tough she fought all the way to the end so shout out to her uh we like seeing heart we like seeing heart so um and uh oh yeah and then that that brings us to chris martino i think we awarded him you know tough guy award 
he I mean he took heavy shots man he took heavy shots in the fight uh, he was the toughest guy on the night um, so you know but some you know, unfortunately um, toughing it out sometimes means just a prolonged beating and that's what happened to him um, sometimes being so tough isn't good. Um, we, we, we like to applaud it and we, we celebrate the fighters who can hang in there and hang tough. But, um, I'll explain just a little bit later how sometimes that can really be to the detriment of your career long to long run, because this is a sport where wear and tear is very, um, is very real. The chin does not recover, you know, like you keep taking big shots and keep taking big shots and keep taking big shots. And eventually, uh, one of these shots is going to you know, take you out and you become a Luke Rockhold of sorts where you you just become very chinny, become a very chinny fighter where, you know, a gust of wind and you're doing the chicken dance. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's dive deep into the detail. Um, you know, I think over the course of this, of this journey we're taking together, um, we're going to look at all my picks and uh, we're going to look at all my picks and maybe we'll like come up with like a historical, like average, of, of how well I do in terms of picks. I think I did quite well. Um, I, I got, I guess, five of my picks correctly in terms of the winner and the method. Uh, I guess five out of eight. Um, I was, I was not, not so right on some of the, on, on some of the rounds and stuff, but I got my, I was, I was pretty accurate tonight. So if you did bet, um, and you didn't do a multi bet. You you betted on individual fights. Uh, you won on average, man. Uh, if you did a multi bet, I'm really sorry. But then again, um, you know, to your own, it's you know, you risk your money, man. Uh, I don't know why you're listening to me. <laughs> anyway, um, Dustin versus Connor. Let's look at that fight and look. At, let's look. We're gonna look at you know what happened in the fight, the technical stuff that happened in the fight, and what's what's gonna happen next. What you know, that's what the fallout is all about. Like what. What should happen next? So in terms of Connor and Dustin, you know, we know that it was a doctor stoppage. Connor broke his tibia. Um, there's a lot of contention around, um, you know, what caused the leg, his tibia to break. You know, um, Dustin's camp says that, you know, Dustin checked a kick or he, you know, he blocked a kick. Um, and Connor was throwing a lot of blind, naked kicks, meaning he wasn't really setting up his kicks. He was just kicking. And those are a lot easier to see and a lot easier to check and a lot easier to break. Um, there was a moment in the fight where Connor landed the kick and Dustin Poirier checked the kick and he pointed at him so as to say, um, I think your shin is messed. And, you know, right at the end of the round, uh, Connor, you know, his, his, his tibia snapped. So very unfortunate finish. Um, you know, very unfortunate finish, very anticlimactic finish. Um, you know, um, I think Connor was winning the fight um, up until he got and up until he pulled the guillotine. Um, so, you know, if we look at the at the actual stats, you know, Connor was outlanding Dustin 18, 18 to eight on the stat on the on the feet he was outlanding him he landed the bigger shots i i think he did get hurt but you know he clinched standard procedure and he remained calm um and then um dustin poirier went for a takedown and then connor decided to pull for the guillotine a guillotine is a is a submission uh basically you're trying to like a guillotine you're going for the guy's throat um and you're trying to create pressure by pushing um his hips down and the neck up um, so you push his hips down with your legs and his neck upwards with your arms. And so that creates the pressure. And it's quite, and, and Dustin, Dustin said that he let Connor pull the guillotine because he didn't really rate Connor's jujitsu. 
but he says that that almost cost him because um, Connor very nearly sunk that in. It was tight. It was tight for a while, but Justin expertly, you know, maneuvered his way out of it. He was on top and he landed ground and pound and that probably and that won him the round i believe uh, dustin won that round uh, with the ground and pound um the, on the judges score cards they caught they scored it at 10-8 i don't really agree with that i think it was a 10-9 um but uh, a lot of people are saying you know connor was going to lose the fight anyway connor's washed connor's i don't really believe that um you know daniel cormier you know he said it best he said connor mcgregor isn't fighting um you know, low-level guys. He's not fighting guys outside of the top five. He's fighting the absolute best lightweights currently. Like, look at his last losses. His last losses were to Khabib Namigamedov, the greatest lightweight of all time, and Dustin Poirier, um, who's the number one ranked guy, the best lightweight right now. So I don't think Connor's finished. This narrative that Connor's finished, I don't think he's finished. He, the fight was competitive in my eyes. You know, um, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened in the second round. I predicted the second round TKO win for Connor. Uh, obviously, it didn't come to didn't come to pass. Uh, but yeah, um, one of the things that did happen was Connor when, when so so Connor did fight a little bit dirty though. It was it was very interesting. He he fought a little bit dirty. He was grabbing uh you know Dustin's um inside Dustin gloves. You're not allowed to grab the gloves, and he was trying to land up kicks and pulling him down. Um, that's what allowed that's that's where Dustin allowed Connor to stand up. Connor stood up. They you know Connor tried to sh- uh, throw a kick. He threw a deep kick to the body. Uh, people allege this is where the tibia um snapped, where it fractured, because um he they believe that uh, Dustin's elbow touched the shin, touched um you know blocked up against uh, Connor's tibia. They both threw punches. They both missed, but as Connor's Connor slightly overextended, and so that's why his left foot raised above the ground. Um, you know when you overextend, you 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 you. Yeah, kind of overextended, um, and then when he landed with that left foot back on the ground, um, snapped his tibia, and that's all she wrote. So you know, um, it was very interesting. There was still venom right after the fight. Connor was, you know, still chatting. He said a, a couple of disgusting things. Um, still bringing up uh, Dustin's wife. Um, Dustin's wife, Jolie Poirier. She flipped Connor the bird, but I mean. She did still send that DM, so they still, they, you know, she said that she 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 did slide in though for what we don't know, but it's out there. Uh, so, um, but funny enough, Con, uh, Dustin says that you know the the thing that made him upset wasn't the stuff about his wife, which I don't understand. Is it? It was the stuff that, where Connor was saying that he was going to kill him. He was, you know, Dustin was saying, you know, every time I go out for a fight, I pray that you know both of us make it to our families safely. And so he says you don't joke about that stuff. So Dana, Dana White, Dustin, Connor, they all said that that, that fight's going to happen again. Dustin and Connor say it's either going to happen in the octagon or it's going to happen on the streets. So it looks like this this rivalry is not going to end. Um, so we're definitely going to get that fourth fight. Um, so what's next in the lightweight division? Obviously, Dustin's going to fight Charlie Olives, Charles Oliveira, Charles Dubronx, Oliveira, um, man from the favelas. He's going to fight him um, for the title. Um, I think, like I said, Dustin's the best lightweight in the world right now. He looks so good. Um, his game is really well-rounded. So I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fight for the title, win, and I think we're gonna see that fourth 
fight for the title. That's what I predict is going to happen in the future. Let's see what happens. Uh, Charles Oliveira says he wants to fight in December. So maybe we get that fight in December and um, Connor Connor's out for six weeks. Uh, he's just had surgery. He's on six weeks. He's going to be on crutches. Then he returns to training. So I think we're going to see Connor in, the, in about six to eight months, six to nine months. We'll see him back. Um, what else in the lightweight division? The lightweight division is full of absolute animals, sharks in there. So I think what the what the UFC should do is they should book Gaethje versus Chandler. I think that's a fight that the fans have been calling for. The fans really want that fight. I want to see that fight. It's going to be pure violence. Um, so Gaethje versus Chandler. Um, RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, former champion, actually weighed in as an alternate for the fight. Obviously, he didn't get to fight. Um, but I think RDA deserves a, a big fight. Um, so I think he should fight number three ranked Benil Dariush. Um, I think Dariush deserves that fight as well to fight a former champion. There's no um, there's no downside because uh, although Dariush is ranked for the head, beating a former champion puts you in a, in, in a good conversation for the title. And RDA fighting a guy who's number three puts him closer to the title. So both guys, you know, seek to gain from that. And then I think another fun fight they can book is Ferguson, Tony Ferguson versus Dan Hooker. Both the guys are coming off losses. Uh, both guys need a win. You know, El Kakui, Tony Ferguson, we we want to see that guy win. So I think Ferguson versus Hooker is also a very fun fight. Um, I think all four of those fights are fun. It's, you know, we're going to see violence. We're going to see violence at the highest level. We're just going to see guys want to stand and bang and, you know, try and knock each other out. So I think those are entertaining fights. Um, then, yeah, Burns versus Wonderboy. Um, I picked Wonderboy to win by decision. I was very close. Gilbert Burns won 29-28. Um, I think Gilbert Burns won with the wrestling, which was surprising to me. I didn't think he'd be able to to grab Wonderboy like that. Um, you know, Gilbert Burns even uploaded a post where he was saying that, you know, there's only one guy that's been able to dominate him on the ground in the last 13 years and all this other stuff. And he's right. He's totally right. He's the only guy that's been able to figure out this puzzle in that way, dominate him on the ground, get the takedowns, get to his feet. Um, you know, Wonderboy really struggled with the takedown defense. Um, so it, it wasn't his night. Um, but, um, you know, Burns didn't, it was, it wasn't a great fight. It wasn't, it wasn't an exciting fight to watch, but it was, I enjoyed it from a technical aspect, just, you know, watching and I was on my, I was on the edge of my seat from a technical aspect. We got to see some good striking. Um, we got to see some good wrestling. It, it was, I think it was, it, it was a very entertaining fight. Uh, but grounded out to decision, not much else to say. Where does that leave the welterweight division? Well, uh, Burns was ranked number two. Wonderboy was ranked number four. We're going to see what the updated rankings will look like. But we all know that Usman and Covington are fighting for the title again. That's going to be a great fight. Um, and uh, Leon Edwards, I think, will fight Jorge Masvidal. Although Masvidal has been saying he wanted the winner of Burns versus Wonderboy. I don't like that matchup for Masvidal. Uh, I think the Leon Edwards versus um, Jorge Masvidal fight is more exciting as well. There's history there. Obviously, that's where the famous two-piece and the soda came from, uh, line came from when Masvidal had a fight with uh, uh, Leon Edwards backstage. And Leon Edwards still hasn't gotten his back. So uh, we need to see that fight again. Well, not again, but we need to see it in the octagon. Um, and then that sort of leaves Burns. Like, what do you do with Gilbert Burns? Rank number two. Just come off a very impressive win. You know, the number one guy and the champion of fighting. Um, Masvidal's booked. Um, Edwards will be, you know, Masvidal is going to 
I, I'd want Masvidal to fight Edwards. Edwards wants the title or a big fight like Masvidal. So that sort of leaves Burns in, in limbo. So I think you can give him someone like a Michael Chiesa. You know, Michael Chiesa's been doing well. Um, is That would be a good matchup because it's two very high-level Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys going at it. Or you can give Burns Vincente Luque. Even though Luque is coming off a loss, Luque is still an exciting fight. He's ranked number five, still a top five guy. I think they can go for it. Or you can go for Balaam Mohammed. Remember the name, uh, Free Palestine. Uh, Balaam Mohammed, uh, he's... You know, he come off a very impressive win against, uh, uh, you know, the older, uh, a veteran of the fort, uh, sport, Damien Meyer. And I think that might be Damien Meyer's last fight. I think he might have retired Damien Meyer. So he's got a lot of hype behind him. A lot of, he's, 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 a, he's a decent enough name for it to be entertaining. So I think Burns should get that fight um, against one of those three guys. That's, that's who I would book them against. Let's see what the UFC decides to do. Um, then Tuivasa versus Hardy. I picked Tuivasa to win by second round KO. He won in the first. It was a very exciting, fast, exciting fight while it lasted. Um, uh, Tuivasa, you know, got hurt, got clipped early. Um, and Greg Hardy, you know, tried to swarm in for the finish, but Tuivasa landed a beautiful left hook. I, I lie, it wasn't beautiful. It was, it was very, it was very weird, awkward left hook. But the power at heavyweight is just too much. You can't play with fire there. Um, so he landed the left hook, put him down, put him out. Game over. I, I really hope this is Greg Hardy's last fight in the UFC. Um, I think he's bad for the sport. So. I think it's. I think that's Greg Hardy's last fight in the UFC. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He's that's that's what a three fight losing streak or a two fight losing streak. Um, so I, I really hope that's the last for him. As for Tuivasa, I hope he gets a, uh, like a uh, a guy ranked in in the top fifteen. I hope he gets the number fifteen or number fourteen ranked heavyweight. I think that's uh, Tyson to uh, Tybura or something like that. I think that's Tybura. Um, so I think he, I think that's the next fight to make for Tuivasa. Then let's move on. Drikas Duplessis. Um, I predicted uh, a third round KO for for Drikas Duplessis. He got it done in the second. He got it done a lot quicker than I thought he would. Um, but yeah, um, it was it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Very entertaining. Um, Drikas. Again, Drikas's stand-up is weird because he's got a, a very crazy record, a kickboxing record. I think he's got like a kickboxing record of like um, 35 and 0 or something. But his, his, his stand-up doesn't look good. He doesn't look very polished in the stand-up. Um, but maybe that's just his style. Uh, maybe just ha- that's just the movements. Um, he's a very big guy. Um, you know, he, he reminds he's phys- physically he reminds me of Luke Rockhold. Um, it's sort of just his size and his reach, and you know. So I hope I hope to see him evolve his game, his stand up game. He was getting tagged a bit by 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 uh, Trevin Giles, but um, you know, managed to get that right hand, land, managed to right land the the right hand. Um, uh, yeah, and he was just—you can see—he was just happy to be there, enjoyed himself. So happy for the boy. Um, also, my bad on the prelims. Yeah, I told you people to be up at midnight for the prelims. The prelims did start at midnight, but there was a lot of pre-fight stuff. There was a lot of like talking and Allen's stuff. So the fights only really started at one. I, I apologize. That's my bad. Um, I, I I like watching all of that stuff before. I, so I should have put that disclaimer out. Uh, my bad. That that's that's on me. I'm sorry if you if you woke up at midnight and we're just watching Stephen A. give us terrible takes on 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 the fight. But anyway, digress. Um, Carlos Condit versus Max Griffin. Uh, Griffin got the decision wing. Um, 
yeah, a lot of the things that I said that would happen in this fight happened. Um, except I underestimated um, I underestimated Carlos Condit because remember Carlos Condit was on a was on a five fight losing streak from 2016 to 2018. You know he had that title fight against Robbie Lawler, um, very close all out war. Um, I can't I, I don't really remember. I remember watching the fight, but I don't remember if I if feeling if he won. I think I felt like Condit won. Um, I have to go and watch that fight again. But I felt like Condit won. They gave it to the champion at the time, Robbie Lawler. It was an absolute war, and then he went on on to lose four more fights. And people were saying, "Wow, this." I think you know the wear and tear that I was talking about. I think that was it because he was getting finished. He was getting TKO'd. He was getting submitted. It was not looking good. Um, uh, so you know. So I, I wasn't really rating him on on the basis of that, and then he he came back two years later after twenty eighteen. So he fought again in twenty twenty, um, and he then he beat Court McGee and and Matt Brown. These two guys are octagon legends. These guys have been around for a long time. Uh, they're veterans of the sport. So I was like, okay, you're the veteran who beat other veterans. You know what I mean? That's not not really impressive to me. But one thing I, I I forgot was that I was impressed by how he was winning the fights. He wasn't putting himself in so much danger. He was he was mixing in takedowns. Now he very te- he was even more technical with his striking. Um, his, 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 it looked like his chin had recovered because he took a, a few big shots, but you know it wasn't getting dropped or anything like that. Um, and that's what happened in the fight. He 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 dragged. Um, Max Griffin into the deep water. I think he won the second round. So I'd say Griffin won the first round. Um, Connor won the second round. The third round was very close, but I do think Max Griffin edged it slightly. Uh, but Carlos Connor looked vintage. He looked really good. I hope to see him get more fights um, in the UFC. I hope they don't cut him. Um, I think you give him, you know, um, I think you give him another prospect or someone in and around the top fifteen. Um, I think he deserves that. Um, but I, but Max Griffin obviously deserves a top 15 opponent. Um, he, he pulled off quite a good win in a very exciting, uh, very competitive fight. Um, Ilya Topuria versus Ryan Hall. Again, Ryan Hall, WTF. What on earth was he doing? I predicted Ryan Hall by submission in the first round. The fight did end in the first round, but Ilya Topuria, um, um, won in the first round by knockout, vicious ground and pound strikes he landed. Ilya Tupuria is only 24. Me, Ilya Tupuria and I are the same age. We're born in the same year. Um, but he he looks frightening. He looks so scary, dude. I'd be, if I saw that guy in an alley, I'm, I am turning away. I'm walking the other way. Um, I'm so sorry. That guy looks, he looks frightening, man. He's a scary dude. He's undefeated. I think he's 11 and 0 right now at 24 years old. Um, this, and he hasn't reached his athletic prime. He hasn't reached his, the full maturity that a fighter needs. That happens around about 28 to about 34, 35 years old. So, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, he's an exciting fighter for the future. He could, you know, is a title in the future? Would may may he be Georgia's first champion? Who knows, man? Who knows? But he's a guy to watch. Um, so for all the new MMA fans, I would always say I always suggest following a champion, following a guy who's chasing the title, and following a, a, an exciting prospect. So Ilya Tupuria at welterweight, that's an exciting prospect to follow. Um, yeah, just Google his name, Ilya Tupuria. Um, and just follow him. Just follow what he's doing. Follow his career. Um, and maybe we'll see him at the title at some point in the future. Um, and then the last fight we're going to look at, Nico Price versus Michelle Pereira. 
Um, very good, very entertaining fight. I mean, like I said, Pereira had to dig deep. He had to dig down deep uh, to survive that fight because, my goodness, um, he was getting he, he, he was getting it put on. He was he was getting it put on in the last round. Um, Nico Price is an absolute animal. I think it was it was the five round fight. Uh, Michelle Pereira loses that fight. So I think Michelle Pereira, you know, he wants to fight his way, doing all the backflips and all the exciting stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it's costly. It's costly on the gas tank, and it showed in that fight. I think the closer he gets to the title, the closer he gets to main event fights, five round fights the more losses we're going to see on his record. Um, he's going to lose a lot of fights the way he fights. Um, he'll probably get finished in those fights. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it was an exciting fight. For me, I thought it was fight of the night. Uh, Dana disagreed. You know, whatever, Dana. Um, and then uh, one more fight we're going to look at. Sugar Sean O'Malley. My goodness. This, like I said, he looked phenomenal out there landed about 80 percent of his significant strikes to land almost more than 200 strikes in three rounds um do the maths quick uh geez what what how does how many times are three it's almost seven that's almost 70 strikes per round like he's almost landing 70 strikes per round um you know so that's scary that's a scary that's a scary output that's, yeah, I don't know how Chris Martino stayed in there. Like I said, Chris Martino embraced the dog. That's not, that's not the last we're going to see of Chris Martino for sure. Um, with that, with, with the kind of performances that he's put on, I think he's going to be one of those guys who's just going to be exciting to watch for the future. Um, is he good at fighting? I don't know. He showed some good qualities in there, some good boxing. He landed quite a few strikes. Didn't seem to hurt or affect Sugar. Sugar would just move out the way. Sugar showed very good um, footwork. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, we, we really don't want to see guys take too much damage, um, you know, over the course of their careers. And, you know, hopefully Chris Martino gets a guy on his level so we can really see what he can do. What's next for Sugar Sean? Well, Sugar Sean made some call-outs. You know, he called out former champion Cody Garbrandt, who's, you know, lost his last two fights. Called out Dominic Cruz, who lost, who, who won in his last fight. I think that Dominic Cruz fight is a very interesting fight. Um, he called out Rob Font. He called out Piotr Jan. He called out everyone in the Bantamweight division. Uh, I think right now, O'Malley is unranked. I think a fight that would be exciting to see is the Cheeto Vera rematch. Um, that's the, the fight where O'Malley um, lost his first professional fight. Although, um, you know, O'Malley still considers himself undefeated. Um, he lost that fight uh, by TKO, got injured in the fight, and uh, Cheeto Vera swarmed him and, and finished him in the fight. Um, so I think a Cheeto Vera rematch would be exciting. If not, give him, give him to Dominic Cruz. I think Dom that Dominic Cruz fight is also very interesting. Um, I don't think he is quite there yet at you know, to fight for the title, whatever. He says he is. I don't think he is. He, there were certain parts of his game that I didn't like that he needs to edge out. But that being said, he got the win. He got 75K bonus. Well done to Sugar Sean. And well done to all the fighters on the card. Um, they off, it was a phenomenal card. A great, um, uh, a great night of fights. I really enjoyed it thoroughly. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys haven't seen the fights, um, make sure that you do. If you guys have DSTV, it's probably on catch up. Um, if you're not, if you don't, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you onto something illegal. All right. Uh, Dana White hates the streamers, but you know, just uh, there's a, there's a website called MMA Share. Google MMA Share. 
um, click on the first link you see and all the fights will be there. So if you want to watch any of the fights that I mentioned, um, yeah, they're all there. So just go hop on that. Enjoy that. Um, and yeah, and I'll catch you next time. Um, I think the next thing I'll do is probably a, a little expose on Conor McGregor. I didn't speak too much about him, about what's next for him. I did say that I don't think it's finished, but I think we should do a little expose, a little rise and fall of Conor McGregor is going to come next. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for episode three. Uh, but this is it from me. It's been your boy, the tree branch, time traveler's wife, slightly angled to the left. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. Um, that's my other nickname. Um, again, I dropped another stink- stinker there. Jeez. Uh, anyway, that's it from your boy. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, you guys have more questions or anything, don't hesitate to ask. Um, follow me on Twitter, on my Instagram. Uh, send me DMs and stuff on questions you want to ask, things, ideas, episodes you want to see. I'm all for that. Um, thank you so much for supporting. It's been your boy. Peace out and uh, enjoy the hostilities.